The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. Today's date is December 6th, 2023. Not quite a day of infamy, but we're getting there. And if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. And uh, let's see, if you want to email me, you can do that too. That's, just email me at info at karm.org, I-N-F-O, info at Carm, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G, and uh, in the title, you know, radio question, radio comment, and also just let you know that we're having a matching funds drive this month of December. We're going to be sending out a newsletter soon about it as well. If you want to support us and you you uh, enjoy the show, all you got to do is uh, just go to Carm dot org forward slash donate, and whatever you donate will be doubled. So whatever it is. It's really simple. It's really easy. It does help us a great deal. We do need it. And may the Lord bless you in your efforts to support the furthering of his kingdom. All right. Let's get the mic from St. Petersburg, Florida. Mike, welcome. You're on the air. Thank you, Matt. Uh, becoming a big fan here. <laughs> uh, I listened oh, to your good. eternal security uh, 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 exposition a couple mm-hmm. days ago. And I thought that was yeah. really, I mean, in, in, in the amount of time you took, it was terrific and very biblical. And so I went on to, I, this is just a background to my question here. So I, I went on to your uh, site, and I signed up for your newsletter, and then I saw a post on there that I never had even heard anybody ask the question before, did Jesus commit suicide? And I read that, and I went, mm-hmm. well, you know, you gave some different, you know, uh, causal uh, backgrounds and all that. And then I read some right. articles on suicide from a Christian standpoint. I'm, I'm getting to my question here. Uh, but uh, okay. many of the articles said suicide is not condemned in the Bible, and it cannot be proved that it's condemned in the Bible. And my question was, as I was reading these articles, and because I'd never uh, run across this question before, uh, why did Augustine change the basically the entire, you know, Catholic and uh, all this? All everybody said that you can't go to heaven if you commit suicide, and that was very contrary to what you taught on eternal security a couple of days ago. So I was that, mm-hmm. that just hit me, and I'm, I'm glad I got in to, to ask you that. Well, as great as Augustine was, I don't agree with him on everything, and he's not infallible. He was just a guy, and uh, he actually changed his views on a few things throughout his life. But uh, yeah, nothing in the Bible that. condemns suicide as unforgivable. So uh, there are accounts of suicide. Uh, for example, uh, Samson said to the boy who's holding his hand, let me feel you know, feel the pillars. And, and this is mm-hmm. in 16. So he pushed the pillars. Well, he killed himself in the process, but he killed the Philistines. And then yeah, and he Saul had said he was honor bearer. The strength to do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And God gave him the strength. Okay. Yeah. And then there was uh, Samuel, uh, where Saul uh, said he was an armor bearer. You know, draw your sword and pierce me through. And, and, you know, and he wouldn't do it. And he, so Saul took his own sword and fell on it. 
And so we have lots of accounts like this. And I'm not advocating suicide at all. But uh, some people say, well, it's an unforgivable sin. No, nothing in the Bible says it's unforgivable. So uh, suicide is a taking of your own life. Now, there's different reasons for suicide, too. What if you are a, uh, you know, a soldier, you've been captured by the enemy, they're torturing you, and you realize you're going to crack, and you're going to tell them something that you know will result in the death of a lot of people, and you kill yourself so that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, we would say it's a noble suicide. Or what about a uh, a father who knowingly steps in front of his family to in a say a shooting, knowing he'll probably get killed? Well, there's a noble suicide as well. You wouldn't say he goes to hell. So what do you do with someone who just gets depressed and they don't like their life and they take their own life? Well, that is mm -hmm. uh, it's. It, I would say it's sinful. It's taking it out of God's hands and uh, taking your own life. But nothing in the Bible says that it's unforgivable. And we can get into some logic issues because if we have a suicide that's done by a Christian, well, if you're really a Christian, um, you know, there's a couple of factors here. One is, uh, generally speaking, the people who commit suicide are mentally uh, stressed. And stress, long periods of stress can reduce endorphins and it can uh, cause uh, brain rewiring, hyper, uh, hyper depression, all this stuff and it can spiral. And so you are not in your right mind and then people will kill themselves sometimes. So you know, that's an intentional suicide. We had a friend here who was a Christian and he got depressed very depressed. This is a true story. Very, very depressed. And he got a gun. And he walked a couple of miles to a hospital. I don't know the details. Walked to a hospital and was outside the emergency room and around the corner to call the cops on him. And he tried to commit suicide by cop. And uh, they wouldn't shoot him. He kept saying, shoot me, shoot me. And he wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. Until he raised his gun at him and, and then they, they shot him because he's going to shoot. And uh, yeah. so is he going to hell? I wouldn't say so, you know. Interestingly enough, I was watching a, a Fringe episode, a science fiction show, and, and he set up, the, you know, yeah. the character in there set up his own suicide by cop, and the cop that shot him uh, was a woman cop, uh, one of the stars, and said, well, he was a religious man, and he knew that he couldn't go to heaven if he uh, committed suicide. And that was an interesting thing, just a couple days before reading your articles there. And I just wondered that's why Catholic Augustine... Right. Yeah, that's... that's. I mean, I'm amazed. I never ran across the subject, really, before this week. I don't know why I'm running across it this week. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, wow. You know, suicide is not unforgivable. Uh, because it's logical. Let's just say that someone is redeemed by the Lord, which means that all of his sins are forgiven, past, present, and future. If it's not the case that all of his sins are forgiven, but he's a Christian, how is it right. possible to be a Christian without all your sins forgiven? It doesn't make any sense. Some Christians, what they'll do is they'll say, well, your sins are only forgiven up to the point when you believe. Then you've got to work to get yourself saved. That's a flat-out heresy. And so mm. there's a lot of variance in this. And so I would say that someone who does that isn't automatically not a believer. Uh, maybe they were in, in super depressed. You, know, you can have medicines that play with your brain and do stuff. Right. 
And I remember back when I was younger, I had a, a bout of depression that was pretty bad. And suicidal thoughts were there. I was never going to do anything. But I, I understand what happens in the spiral of depression. And, you know, you fight through it and you come out of it and, and people survive. But, but there are people who, what they'll do is they'll get so depressed and their chemicals in their brain get so whacked, they can't even think right. They can't drive properly. And they might do something that causes their own death, either deliberately or accidentally. Well, if Christ has paid for all their sins, then they're, they're forgiven and, and they go to heaven. And so people might not like that. Well, it's a startling suicide, example. Is that forgivable? Yeah, it's a startling okay. example of, of what you were talking about, about all sins. Are, it's just a sin. It's a very grievous sin, and it's one you can't, repent sure. from, you know, as, as I think one of your articles said in there, uh, because it's the last thing you do, obviously. But it's, it, if it's not the uh, unforgivable sin, that makes uh, eternal security that much more startling to me. Startling as in good or bad? Oh, no, good. I mean, startling as in, wow, you know, like, I'm I'm in his hands and nothing's ever going to uh, take me out of his hands and and all of that right. you know I mean I mean that's that's right. so w wonderful I can't even I can't even express it right probably going to be a loss of reward in heaven for an in, an ignoble suicide a noble suicide I wouldn't have a problem with so, you know like someone uh, killing uh, stepping in the way of something and he dies because of it to save someone else. You know, that's an, a noble yeah. suicide. He's actually making a decision to save someone else at, the, at his own expense. Well, that's noble. So there's different kinds. Then you have, well, what happens if someone, they do something that's going to, that uh, they shoot themselves, let's say, and then they realize they're in the process of dying and they, they regret it. Now they have repentance. What do you do? Mm. You know, we have a family member, and I won't get into the details of who, but this is true. In fact, I'll tell you the really story. I don't get to tell this story very often. My uh, okay, it's my wife's brother. Okay, we had brothers, and um, and uh, his wife had had a stroke, and um, so my wife and I had to go and help him pack his moving. And his son was autistic and really bad autistic. At any rate, long story short, uh, I was driving home after a couple three days of being there, just packing and packing. I had to get home and do some work, and I'm uh, a quarter of the way home. It's a five-hour drive, and the this is true. The impression to turn around was so strong. It was, it was just, it was one of the strongest things I felt in years. And so I find, I still remember where I was when I decided to turn around and call my wife. I said, I'm coming back. I got, I don't know what it is, but I got to, I got to come back. So that, uh, I went back and she said, thank you. You know, and I just, I'll just forego the other stuff I have to do and got to stay here. And so uh, that day, or that evening, about 2 o'clock in the morning, to knock on the door. And my wife and I were, you know, in bed and knocking the door, and, and uh, there's police are there. And uh, the daughter had burned herself alive in a public bathroom. Killed herself. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's a horrible way to go. And so, uh, you know, and that's why I had to stay. It was God knew. Now... You know, because he put it really was, it was an incredibly strong impression. 
it was. So I ended up having to do their funeral and other stuff. But anyway, the thing is, you know, things have people do things, and you can, you realize that they're going to have regret as soon as they're they're start starting the process of killing themselves. Like in that one, yeah. Once it started, it's you're done, but you're going to be in in pain for a, little, a while, and then you could regret it. But then you know, what do you do? So there's all kinds of variables that uh, that are the case with. Uh, Suicide. That's why I wrote in in my article uh, different kinds. You know. Can, can I ask you a professional question based on your profession, uh, or do you, if you got to go, I'll okay. I'll I'll be done here. No, go ahead. What, what what is it? What do you got? Well, I was wondering you, how you yeah. would uh, approach uh, preaching a funeral of a suicide if they're a Christian. Would you you'd go full bore with the gospel and all that? Oh, I did in this. This person was uh, an anti-Christian, and I still preach the gospel. I've had to, to do really? my wife's family members. Yeah, I've had to do f- several funerals over the years, and family members of my on my wife's side who are unbelievers. And so, you, what I do is I just uh, talk about the good stuff that they did, relatively speaking, and then I give the gospel. I I, I have an analogy I use. Uh, I say I, it's a devotional I wrote. Death is a rude visitor. It comes into your home and it breaks things and it ruins things and it leaves marks everywhere and it crashes its way through and then leaves and you're left to clean up the mess. And wow, stuff like that. There's the music. Yeah, well, I, all right. A good friend of mine. Oh well, you gotta go. Well, we gotta I'll, go. I'll take off. There's a break. Yeah, there's a break, buddy. Uh, thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. All right, man. God bless. All right, Mike. You too. Hey, folks, be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. One open line, 877-207-2276. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Let's see, next longest waiting person is Albert from New Jersey. Welcome, you are on the air. Hi, God bless you. God bless. So, my, my question is, I read your article regarding the, the Catholics worship Mary. It was an excellent article, by the way. And mm-hmm. uh, I still have... I don't want to say doubt, but the the Catholics, they assert themselves that they're the original church, and technically they're right in that department. But what really was the no, original not. church? Because I know back then that Christianity was highly illegal in the Roman Empire. So the, the fact that the Catholic Church was the first, I don't think that's right. No, it's not. No, they they look at themselves as the authoritarian structure through which salvation comes, that they are, therefore, the true church, and that they have the authority, they have the priesthood, they have the you know the worship of Mary, adoration of Mary, and all this, this stupidity that they do. And they'll right. say, we are the true church. We gave you the Bible. I guess we're tired of the idolatry. It's ecclesiolatry is what it is. And so... Uh, um, no, they're not the, the first church. Uh, the first church 
is we have to define what the word church is because it has different meanings in the scriptures and it's used in different ways. Mm. It can mean a local body. It can mean a universal body. It can mean the body of Christ. It's indwelt. It can mean a local ecclesiastical structure. And so uh, I've done a, a, you know, a, a word study on every single usage in the New Testament and then categorized it and put it in the graph. You can go in Carmen, you can see it. Or not a graph, but a table. And so uh, when people say the original church, we have to define what do you mean by original church? What is the church? Well, the church is the body of Christ. Mm. Well, then that would mean that whoever had received Christ and trusted Christ is part of the church. And that's the original church right there. Now, do you need a pope? Nope. Now, they'll say that Peter's the first pope, and it's not. You know, they go to Matthew 16, 18, I can talk about that. But uh, they, they do that kind of a thing, and it's just ridiculous. And the Catholic Church is an apostate false religion uh, with uh, full of idolatry and, and works righteousness. It's, uh, it's just not a, a, a Christian religion. Okay, So uh, they're not the original church. They're not the first church. Uh, and you can't even define what that is. Well, they can't even define what it is. Basically. And huh. there's no way to prove that they had the authority of all this, uh, you know, bishops and all this stuff going down. That are, you know, it's just, it, I get so tired of hearing it from Catholics. You know, we're the true church. We have the authority. You know, <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, just so yeah, tired of it. For real, for like, real. You know, okay. Yeah, go away. Thank you. Yeah. Right, I, I agree. Yeah. It, it's just like for the last couple of days, I just had this battle in my head, like, Wait, the, this can't be right, but why do I keep thinking about it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's a, it's an important topic. But see, the Catholics, you know, they have their comebacks for all of the stuff that I've said, and I have my comebacks for what oh, they yeah, say. Oh, yeah, they do. But right. yeah, I've discussed this countless times over years and years and years. But uh, if they're the, I always say, if you're the true church, then how come you don't have the same authority the apostles did? Because they could heal and raise the dead on demand. Where's your authority to do that? Let's see it. You have the same authority as the apostles, right? Okay, let's see it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. They, okay. They Thank it. you very much. I I, I like okay. you really cleared things up when you said that the that the church is really anyone that has faith in Jesus Christ. Because that that's correct. That's correct. And whenever I pray. Uh, that's what I mean. Like, I elaborate when I pray, and I say, the church worldwide, meaning, you know, you, me, everyone that believes in Jesus Christ. Yep. Thank you very much, Matt. In fact, Thank you very much. if you go to CARM, okay. no problem. If you go to CARM and type in church table, church table, it's a, ta it's a table that I did. Um, uh, and you can go through, where I've gone through every single occurrence. There's 114 occurrences of the word church. It's a body of Christ, a gathering of people, local uh, churches, a, the people of God, an ecclesiastical body. So the word for uh, church in Greek is ecclesia. Well, it's also used of just a bunch of people getting together. You know, Acts 19.32 says, Some were shouting one thing, some shouting another, for the assembly was in confusion. That's the ecclesia. See, and uh, so, he, you know, it, it's just there's... You can check it out, you know. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I have it right so here. It, it's uh, the Matthew sixteen eighteen, and it has the verses and the addresses, and then it'll have mm -hmm. body of Christ. The Yeah, I know I found it. It's from 2013. Thank yeah. you very much, Mr. Slick. Hey, you're welcome. Well, God bless, buddy. All right, we'll see you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Now, before we get going, sorry about that, uh, Marsha, 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 
this gave us a hundred dollar rant in um in rumble hey thank you so much that's the biggest we've ever had and uh, praise god thank you very much and that'll be doubled actually uh because uh the end of year uh, whatever supports the ministry so there you go all right you can do that very easily and that what that people what that is for those who don't know is you can go to rumble.com uh, forward slash uh, Matt Slick Live, all one word, and then you can join in watching me do the radio show here in my office. But also, what's really cool is that there are a bunch of people uh, in the chat room, and there's the, the, uh, we have great conversations and stuff like that. So there you go for that. All right, let's get next longest one is David from Kansas City. Dave, welcome. You're on the air. Thank you. Um, I'm going to debate the Torah Keeper on TikTok. Um, one of tonight or tomorrow night, and I, I, okay. he's going to debate me on two fronts. I think I can handle. He's going to debate me about the Trinity. He doesn't. He thinks Trinity keepers are Baal worshippers. And the second okay. thing he's going to debate me on is that we're antinomian. Can you give me some pointers on how we we keep the law, and debate him on that point? We don't. Okay, let's get our theology no. right. So okay. we have died okay. to the law of Romans 7, 1 through 4. We're not obligated to keep the law in order to be saved. And the verses for that uh, are Romans three twenty eight, Romans 4, 1 through 6, uh, Romans 5, 1, Titus 3, 5, you know, Galatians 2, 16, 2, 21. Those are the verses you need to know. And... Okay. We have died with Christ, Romans 6.6, 6, Romans 6.8. So Christians are not ob obligated to keep the law in order to keep salvation, maintain salvation. Christ is the one who did that for us. So what I tell people, I teach them this, and I say, you're still under the law because you're not dead in Christ. You've not died to the law, therefore you're on your way to hell. And this is, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing to say, but it, we need to get through them to them and, and teach them. Right now, what law do we keep? Well, we keep the law of love. We love God, love our neighbor. And Jesus said, "This is a new law I give to you, right? That you love one another." John thirteen thirty five. You can go to there. So, this is what we're obligated to do: is to love one another, because Jesus says, "By this all men will know you're my disciples if you have love for one another." This is what Jesus wants us to do. And so, if we just love God and love our neighbor, we're going to accidentally do the other stuff. But if you're going to say that you have to, to do this stuff by uh, to be saved, then you're, you're just, you're, I'll just, I would just, I flat out tell them, I'd just say, you're a non-Christian, and if you died right mm -hmm. now, you would go to hell for your false gospel. Yeah, well, they're, well, they're telling me I'm going to hell, so it's it's a two-way street there. Um, because I don't keep well, hold the Torah, on. and I don't... Um, yeah, but they're, they're, yeah, we'll, we'll get back. They don't, okay, we got a break coming up, so hold on, okay? We'll tackle this when we get back, mm -hmm. okay? Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Talk about the law as it relates to our justification and salvation. We'll be right back after these messages. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call... You can. In fact, someone just, uh, sorry, 877-207-2276. Someone uh, took my article, Death is a Rude Visitor, and put it on their website and uh, claimed it. they don't give me documentation. They don't put a link to it. Um, 
and uh, that's that's not good. Every now and then we'll find articles that people have uh, taken from that I've written, and they just take it. They just take it, put it on the website. They don't. It's called theft and plagiarism, and um, they need to uh, ask permission. And uh, if they were to do an entire article, we have rules for that. They have to put in a uh, no follow tag in the HTML and the header and they have to document where it came from and use by permission and this is you know it's just simple simple stuff but just to take it and put it um, on, on their own site I've done, had to deal with this before and what I've, I've done is warn them I say look you've you know you've broken um, you know the the copyright laws here and as a Christian not supposed to do that please you know remove it and I had one guy actually uh, say no he wrote it and I knew for a fact he lied and uh, I said, no, I can prove you did not write it. And I went to, there's a way to prove it. And I did and said, I'm now going to send it to your, your provider. And they will probably shut your site down because there's there's legality. that uh, You have to take care of things when plagiarism has been proven. And uh, he took it down quickly. And so, uh, you know, it, well, Christians, look, if you want to borrow someone's work, cite it. And ask permission to be used to use it. As a matter of fact, I just got some emails from uh, some uh, some people. They want to use uh, some things I've written uh, in a book, and uh, they asked permission. Said we want to do it. Here's how it's going to be. This is what it'll be look like. I said, hey, praise God, thank you. You know, go for it, use it. And uh, they were very appreciative of that. that that's all we ask. So anyway, um, there you go. Let's get back on with uh, Dave from Kansas City. Dave, you still there? Yeah, and it was pretty bad that the Southern Baptist president plagiarized all the sermons, too. So, <laughs> Yeah, we had a local sermon, uh, pastor here do the same thing. They had to let him go. He was taking all of John MacArthur's sermons and using them as his own. And uh, I, I can't. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. On, on the antinomian, they're, they're claiming that, that, you know, James and they said, you love me, you will keep my commandments. And they, 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 they want to say that keeping the yep. commandments is the whole Torah, you know. They say, yeah, that's right. And we, and we say, yeah, of course, if you love God, you'll keep his commandments. But where does it say that's mm -hmm. what saves you? And we agree. We don't go out lying and cheating and stealing. You can't call us antinomian. That's not what our position is. You're bearing false witness, which means you're breaking the law of, of God. How can yep. you be then saved if you're willingly misrepresenting us and bearing false witness against us publicly when we don't believe that? And doesn't the Bible say, whoever keeps the whole law yet stumbles in one point, become guilty of all, James 2.10? So how is it that if you're going to bear false witness against us, James 2.10 condemns you and says you're willingly doing this, therefore you're guilty of the whole law. And go to Galatians 3.10, which says, For as many as are the works of the law, render a curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. Now, I ask him, are you keeping the entire law? Are you? Well, I'm trying. Oh, so you're not. So then you're cursed. Yeah, you are cursed. And, and then you just repeat James 2.10, Galatians 3.10, James 2.10. You're guilty of everything. If you break one, you're guilty of everyone. Everything, Galatians 3.10, you're under a curse. This is what the Bible says. You're the one preaching the words of the devil. And you got to say stuff like this okay. to him. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They say it to me all the time. So, yeah, I'm not afraid of that. Oh, they can come. Tell them to call okay. on the air here. I'd love that if they were to call me the child of the I devil will. and things like that. It would be entertaining. I deal with them. All right. Yeah. All right. But, yeah, they're wannies. They're theological wannies. They're not very good. They, uh, they're they not educated. They don't understand biblical theology. And they are being used by the devil. 
this to uh, put people under bondage. And you go to Galatians 3, Galatians 5 talks about this. Actually, Romans 3, 4, 5, Galatians 3, 4, 5 are the places you want to go to refute their their uh, their stupidity, biblical stupidity. So, okay. And this is serious because it's by what they're preaching is actually a false gospel leads to damnation. This is uh, very serious. Okay? Oh, yeah. Well, they... they... But they say that the Trinity is 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 made up and all that. Oh. That Jesus was not divine; okay. he was just the Son of David. So, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. you can go to Galatians. I mean, Hebrews one eight. But of the Son, he says, "Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever." Why does God call Jesus God? Here's one of the things I say about the Trinity. I, I debate people. I say, "Is it is it true or false?" They say, "It's false." I said, "Oh." I'll say, first of all, I want to ask you, what is the Trinity? So that we are arguing about mm-hmm. the same thing. And a lot of times they don't know okay. three gods. Well, that's not what we teach. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Right. That's not what the Trinity is. Okay, mm-hmm. and you could keep keep telling them, and, I, and then that's when I say, "Oh, you're bearing false witness willingly now. You're, you, you what is, what's wrong with you?" And people will hear this in the room, and they'll know. And then I'll say, "So how is the Trinity arrived at? Oh, through lies and deception. No, that's not how it's arrived at. What's the method that the the uh, that theologians use to arrive at the doctrine of the Trinity because it's a, a method of logic and it's a pattern of scripture that they're looking at. So the Trinity is true if that systematic approach is true. It's false if the systematic approach is false. So what is that systematic right. approach? And if you don't know it, you don't know if the Trinity is true or false. So right. what is that? And then no one knows how to arrive at it. So then you don't even know what it is. You don't even know how it's arrived at. So you're telling me that's false, huh? Let's see. There you go. Bring false witness again. Then Galatians three ten, James two ten on them. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right, buddy. You're welcome. All right, man. God bless. All right. Let's get to Alan from Virginia. Alan, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. How's it going today? Oh, it's going. Just doing radio. So, what do you got? <laughs> Uh, so I'm looking for Christmas presents, and I want to give two people an NASB 95 Bible. Do you have any recommendations Good. on who, who I should buy it from? Whoever publishes what, like, it. It's from the Lockman Foundation in La Habra, California. And I know that because I lived like 12 miles from them. And I went to their foundation oh, wow. and got got a Bible off the shelf. Oh, it was awesome. But uh, you can go, it's called the Lockman Foundation. You can uh, contact them or just say NESB 95 and see if you go online, see if you can find it. But I don't know. You know, I don't know where you could get it. Okay. Other than that. Some of the things I would just be concerned about is some who would portray themselves to be NASB 95 but actually aren't. Is that a big, big concern anywhere? Not that I'm aware of. It's uh, copyright oh. issues too, so anyone who would violate that uh, would be in trouble. So I, I, I've never heard, heard any problem like that. Okay. Okay. Do you, uh, what kind of material for the um, outside do you think is good? I guess it depends. Like if you want a more flexible or hardcover one, what do you, what do you gold. think is kind of the just, go- just gold? <laughs> it's a plate of gold on both sides, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be good. Uh, silver would be good too. Um, oh man! Or mirrors. I'll take or a mirror. So every time you look at it, you're going to see yourself when you open up the pages. Woo hoo hoo! Um, so I don't know. You know, I, I uh, my, my the Bible I have, um, I don't carry it very much. I used to carry it around all the time. I used to have this big monk and Bible with you know ribbons and gold 
you know, notes and, and wide margin and all this stuff. And now I just sit on my computer all day and I, I type and stuff. And I have so much memorized, I don't, I don't use it. The Bible, open Bible. But when I go to church, I just bring my phone, and I have one of those phones that folds open. You know, a Galaxy um, Fold, which I love. And uh, so I, I use my Greek, and I go. I mean, it's just better. But the one I have, and I want to take it someplace. I want to read it on. Uh, I want people to see me reading it, and I'll take it on the plane or something like that. I have a small one; it's about uh, seven inches by four inches, NASB, and I'll use that. It's just got a flexible um, cover. So you know, other than that, I don't know. You know, okay. Yeah, I'll take it. Potentially one that has like Greek and Hebrew with it, but I feel like that would add too much weight and too much space on the page. It would. You can get this. Uh, there's different ones that are like that. You can get, but you can do two books, and you can get an interlinear mm-hmm. Bible with them. It just depends what you want to do, and if people are going to even use it. So it just depends. What, it, what, what does interlinear mean? What's that? What does interlinear Sorry. mean? Interlinear, interlinear is a Bible that has, for example, they do it different ways. The top will be the English. And then the, underneath it will be the Greek or vice versa. But generally speaking, it's oh. the Greek on top or the Hebrew on top. And then it's the words exactly translated on, underneath. And then you can see the woodenness of some of the, you know, how languages are different, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, and then that way, and then sometimes they'll have, they have little keys to them. You can have a parsing guide, you know, it's the, like the word Amy, which is Iota, uh, I mean, Epsilon, Iota, Mu, uh, uh, Epsilon, I believe it is, Amy, or Yoda. That's right, Yoda. And it's the uh, uh, first person singular present active indicative. And so if they, you know, you can, it'll tell these what that is. Well, most people, what does that mean? It's, it's of no use. So generally speaking, an interlinear just has the Greek and the English underneath it. And it could kind of help some with studies. Okay, there's the music, buddy. Yeah. All right, man. All right, thank you. Okay. All right. All right. God bless. God bless. All right, hey, let's get back uh, to Alex from Orlando. I know who that guy is. He's a loser. Right back after these messages. He's a friend of mine. Don't worry about it. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Last segment of the hour, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. By the way, just to let you know, we're doing a matching funds drive for the rest, the rest, excuse me, of uh, December. If you want uh, to support us, whatever you donate will be doubled. And uh, all you got to do is go to carm.org forward slash donate. You can also, you can also email us. Excuse me, I meant to say mail us. We have the P.O. Box address at the bottom of uh, every every page at the, the CARM website, the P.O. Box. And uh, you can just, so a lot of people support us that way. We really do. And we have to check the P.O. Box uh, a couple times a week. And, uh, and, and we answer stuff that people send us and um, they support us. And we're so thankful of that. And, we, and we're going to send out thank you letters and all that kind of stuff. We really enjoy it. But anyway, there's different ways of doing it. So... Carm.org forward slash donate will give you the information for the P.O. Box as well as um, as that. We appreciate it. Let's get to Alex from Orlando. Alex, welcome. You're on the air. 
my first question is if I send in a bag of rocks, how does that get matched? Well, um, you know, that would be interesting. Uh, we have to see what kind of rocks they are and see if our friend would match it, you know, and he'd send a bag of rocks too. Rocks off the street. Yeah, or how about a rock out of Israel, one of the ones that did not cry out? Oh, there you go. Oh, you got me on that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe you should tell the so listeners that man? we know each other, because now I, I sound like a crazy man. Well, yeah, that's obvious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, you know, without uh, saying, you know, I mean, it's just what it is. So what do you go. got, buddy? There What's up? Go. So... <clears throat> I have to talk to, I have a pastor I know overseas, and I have to talk to him about some things. But one of the issues, he just sent me a long message. Um, He's dealing with, one of the issues he's dealing with is there's people in his church that have been listening to guys online. And these guys are full preterists. Mm -hmm. And now some of the church members are believing in full preterists, and he's Mm -hmm. having a difficult time. Because this is kind of going through his church. What would, what would your your yeah. advice be to this pastor? Uh, he needs to go to Acts chapter one, verse starting at verse nine, and he needs to anchor himself on Acts one nine through eleven. Absolutely, just go over it and over it and over it. And I'll read it after these. And what I'm going to do is do. I'll read it like I read it to the um, preterists, the full preterists, okay. and uh, this is what I do. I say. Acts 1, 9-11 refutes full preterism. It, it does. It's done. Okay, but they they don't realize they're on a sinking ship, and they don't care. So here's the thing. Acts 1, 9-11. And after he had said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Now say, the cloud, would you agree with me that the cloud was in the sky? And that's well, yeah, because he's lifted up, right? And a cloud mm-hmm. in the sky. That's how he went up, into the sky, right? And they say, yes, because they already know what I'm going to do with it. And sometimes they fight me. I say, well, let's, does it say cloud? Yes. Is that the cloud in the sky? Because he went up. You know, and then, well, it means you know, the, the cloud in the sky, you know, and you got to do this with them, okay? Yes, it's okay. a cloud in the sky. Good. And as they were gazing intently into the sky, oh, hey, so it really was a cloud in the sky, wasn't it? Because they were gazing up into the sky, would you agree? And they have to say yes, because that's what it says. It says, Behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. And they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? So I asked them, Where are they looking? Are they looking into the ground? No. Into a forest? No. Where are they, where are they looking? And they don't want to answer. I have to, I have to force them. Come on. What does the scripture say? Where are they looking? Well, they where does the scripture say it? What are they doing? Where is it? Right there. Okay. Where are they looking? You know, it takes 10 minutes sometimes for them to finally say they're looking into the sky. This is, they're so brainwashed, right? Yeah, yeah. No, so this Jesus, oh yeah, this Jesus who's taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. So I said, so if you watch him go up into heaven, that's how he's going to come back. Now what they'll do is they'll say, well, in the same manner or in like manner. It doesn't mean the exact same way. This is what they do. Hmm. You mean, you know, so the king, he, he returned in the armies of of, uh, of Rome, right? Yeah, that's right. That's what it means. So the armies of Rome, did they come out of the sky? No. Were they taken up in the clouds? No. Did they come back in the clouds? 
no the clouds of war they'll say they, they just think hmm. you know they just do stupid stuff the clouds of war the clouds of judgment yeah. you know and i'd say the cloud yeah say, so yeah don't forget the clouds of stupidity okay there's those two <laughs> all right yeah. and i just get on them i do i don't give them uh any rope i just get on them and i i just i'm i hammer them constantly because they are violating scripture they are they're leading people astray and say this is how he's going to come back the same way so did is that what's going to happen and i'll say furthermore furthermore you go to first thessalonians four sixteen, the lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout whoa and the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of god the dead in christ will rise first and we who are alive and remain will caught up together to meet him in the clouds to meet the lord in the air how's he coming back that's how he's coming back so and i say to the full preterist i say you guys you guys are heretics you are teaching something false acts 1 9 to 11 refutes you as does first thessalonians 4 16 through chapter before 16 through 18 refutes you repent well so what do they say to the first thessalonians 4 what do they usually say to that well sometimes they deny there's a rapture sometimes they'll, they'll say oh. what they do is they, they this is the basic methodology they they will they spiritualize everything okay they spiritualize anything and everything they can he descends from heaven that means in the in the judgment of rome of, of the armies what that's what it means because the judgment of god comes out of heaven doesn't it but right, Matt? Isn't that what it says, Matt? Come on, Matt, isn't it true? They'll do that. They'll talk to me like that. And I'll say, isn't it? Come, the judgment comes out of heaven? So, yeah, well, that's right. But God also, you know, judgment comes out of a plague on earth. and things. No, it comes out of heaven, right? That's what, So when it descends out of heaven, that's what it means. So when it says the Lord will descend from heaven, it means he's not descending from heaven. Is that right? And that's a point mm -hmm. I can drag him into. So I'll say, so let me get this straight. So, when it says that he descends from heaven, it really means he's not descending from heaven. Is that correct? And you see? Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Okay, that's good. That's good to know. Yeah, I remember you said a while back it was a heresy, and I never really thought much mm -hmm. about it. But then this pastor reached out to me, and he said some of his members are growing cold; they're becoming less yeah. joyful. They're becoming uh -huh. less loving. And I'm like, man, that mm -hmm. is a heresy because that is the direct fruit of heretical teaching. Yep. Give him my cell number. Tell him to call me. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to, he's pretty distraught right now, but I'm going to talk to him sure. and I'll, I'll mention you. Yeah, for sure. Because it, it, it's really, it's given him a big issue. And then here's the other concern. So people are accusing him of being authoritarian now because he's trying to, Snip it in the bud, you know. He's trying to tell them, "Hey, don't listen to these guys. Don't pay attention to these guys. These guys are not teaching the Bible, you know." So now he's getting that backlash as well, and it's, he's very discouraged. That's right his now. job. That's his job. And if they want dead serious, fly me out there, and I'll do a seminar on it, and I'll teach on why full preterism sucks canal water. Okay. That might be something and we could do. Yeah, I'm not kidding because uh, this kind of stuff. I'll I'll snip it in the bud. I'll be the the uh, you know the, the one they hate. But I can go through. I can do it very 
carefully. I can go through the scriptures. I can go through, do a PowerPoint uh, presentation and show because this is important. This kind of stuff, you might think, well, why do you go clear out there to do that? Because these are the kinds of things that cause church splits and cause hatred within the body of Christ that cause problems all over. And it spreads like cancer. So it's worth getting yeah. in there and doing it. And, and I'm not him. And that's another psychological factor. You fly someone in who's not him, and then they'll listen to him. You know? You know how that is. Yeah, I know, no. I know how that goes. So you would also, like, if you find out, you know, my friend once told me, he's like, yeah, this guy's a great preacher. I listened to him online, but he's a full preterist. But, you know, he's got every good stuff. You would probably not recommend anyone listen to a full preterist, no. right? I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Because hey, how can he, if he can't get that right, in Acts 1, 9 through 11, yeah. it tells you how he's going to come back. It wasn't in the, Rome, the armies of Rome. He said, come on, that's ridiculous. I have camped out on the, that pericope for hours with people. That's what it says right here, but it says right here. You know, I go over it and over it and over it. And they, they'll, let's move on. I'm not moving on. That's what it says. This refutes you. Why do you want to ignore it? I didn't ignore it. I explained it. The clouds are symbolic. Really? So he went up into symbolic clouds? I mean, I just keep going at them. And uh, then you cross-reference it to 1 Thessalonians 4. Okay. And, uh, isn't, there, isn't, yeah. isn't there a verse where it's like our hope in, eternal, uh, in our eternal love, Jesus Christ, who will come back? Isn't there a verse like that? Yeah, there's lots of verses like that. Um, where, where it says he will come back? Yeah, Second Thessalonians 1, 7, for example. And uh, go to verse uh, 6 for... Uh, for after all, it is only just for God to repay the affliction, uh, those with affliction, those who afflict you, and to give relief to those who are afflicted, and to us as well. When the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with His mighty angels in flaming fire, yeah, He's coming back yeah, to good. deal retribution. Yeah. See, that's full preterism. No, it's not. You know, oh, so much heresy, so little time. But I would be glad to to uh, work on it. I mean. Things like that really get me. When somebody something gets it, like if it was annihilationism, I'd fly out and and teach why because how bad it is, uh, or universalism, or uh, full preterism. Partial preterism is okay. Full preterism uh, is bad, and women pastors and elders is bad. You know, so well, yeah. Well, yeah you, uh, let's just. I don't want to give his name, but we can just ask the listeners to pray for him. He's overseas. That's all. I, you know, that's all I'll say right now. Oh, but, okay. Um, Okay. Yeah, I, I'll just, because like, you know, two months ago, he reached out to me, and he told me there was a situation, he didn't tell me what it was. Now he told me what it was, so it's obviously not gotten better, it's gotten worse. Well, he, and, I'll talk to him and coach him through, I mean, I'll, I'll help him. Yeah. I'm not saying I got all the answers or everything, but, you know, I mean, come on, that's what I do, and, and I had to tell him, and we could talk, or all three of us could do a Skype call or whatever it is, and we can do something, and we can go through stuff, and I can say, hey, look, look, and he's got to realize that the... This is what happens, separating people. Of Truth does that. And his job is to guard the sheep. And if people leave because of it, then he's done his job. It's, his job is not to keep them all together. His, uh, but it is to go out and find the lost sheep. But his job is to teach the truth and refute error. And if he's doing that, and those who don't have a sound understanding of, of stuff then want to leave, then he's, um, he's done well. Not that we want churches to divide and stuff, but he's he's done his job. Okay. Yeah, I think he needs to be reminded of that. That's good. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I'll talk to him. We'll okay. be in touch. So I'll I'll see what he says. All right. Sounds good. What country is he in? Uh, if you can tell me. 
Uh, I'll just say it's somewhere in Central America. Okay. Well, podemos ayudar. Okay. I can help. Yeah. Man. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, okay. brother. We can help. That's right. We can do it. We got guys. Okay. okay. God bless everybody. Hey, folks, we're out of time. And uh, I was just thinking, we got a guy down there who speaks Spanish. We got another guy down there who is Portuguese, and they, they're great at what they do. We can help. Anyway. Hey, there you go. May the Lord bless you by His grace. We'll be back on here tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then. Have a great evening, everyone. Another program powered by the Truth Network.